I just thought of a use for my old Quadrajet four-barrel carburetor. Okay. You remember our old leaf blower? Oh, no. It's new and improved. <laughs> oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> here we are. Yes, we, yes, here we are. Welcome to Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. And as usual, I'm Heather. And as a little unusual, I am Ben. No, He's no, that's very yeah, unusual. Very usual. <laughs> so, we've uh, we've had some, it's been like a year that we've had some headlines about our topic for today. Over a year. But it's been getting worse and worse. So we thought, you know what? It's time to grab the catalytic converter by the horns. The honeycomb. The hu- no. <laughs> no, that's what it is. It's a honeycomb. It's a honeycomb? Yeah. I can't with you people. <laughs> but, you know, there's been a lot of thefts. So yeah, yeah. There's I was, a lot of money to be made, apparently. I was doing the death scroll on Twitter. Mm. And I came across a tweet that... Uh, this uh, young woman had put out there that her mom had told her, Hey, so-and-so, um, have you checked to see if your catalytic converter still on your car? And she's like, what, what are you talking about? And then a couple weeks or time goes by and she goes out there and sure enough, somebody had tried to take out her catalytic converter. Oh my gosh. See, this is not cool. So, so let's talk about this. Let's break it down. All right. Let's talk about it. So first of all, what is a catalytic converter? All right, so a catalytic converter is part of your exhaust system. And what it does is, it, hence it's a catalyst, it has some metals in there, which we'll talk about here um, in a few minutes, uh, that convert harmful gases. You have carbon monoxide, NOx, and hydrocarbons. It converts those to carbon dioxide and water vapor. So it makes us all healthier, better for the environment well, i don't know if it makes us healthier but it certainly it certainly doesn't make us any worse it doesn't pollute well yeah. i mean right it doesn't pollute it, it having that cleans out the air absolutely okay absolutely um so i and like as you were saying thefts were increasing so let's talk some numbers here um what what's what exactly is going on why are we talking about this right now exactly so let's talk about this is a, from the new york post it's a report um that in October of 2021, 2,170 catalytic converters were stolen in five boroughs. This and is that's one city or one five city, boroughs. And those are just the ones reported. Because just the ones how reported. many people, I mean, I'm, we probably will get to this, but can you, do you even know if your catalytic converter is gone? Oh, you'll know immediately. Oh, okay, cool. Because as soon as you start your car, it's going to be real loud. Oh, Okay, that's yeah, good to know. That's the majority of uh, how people find out about this. They start their car, it's real loud, and they're like, oh, my, my exhaust is leaking. So they take it into the shop, and the mechanic will say, well, the reason your exhaust is leaking is it's missing a very important section. Uh, the honeycomb. Yeah, the honeycomb. <laughs> oh, come on, kitten, I won't tell anyone. Um, okay, so there's a background check firm entitled Been Verified. Mm. And here are some numbers I'm just going to throw at you. In 2020... 
14,433 reported catalytic converters stolen. That's, Where? That's 2020 in the United States. So 14,000 just in the United, the whole United States mm -hmm. reported, okay? That's 2020. The first five months of this year, 25,969. So somebody has been talking. That's the first five months and we're already 10,000 more converters stolen. Yeah. So apparently the word has gotten out that this is a thing. Well, that that might be part of it, but I think the the reason that uh, there's been such an increase is, well, COVID disrupts manufacturing. Mm -hmm. The price of metals goes way up. Right. So let's talk about these metals. What's, what's in a catalytic converter that's so valuable, right? Precious metals. Precious metals. These are called... PGMs or uh, platinum group metals. They're very rare metals. There's three of them. There's platinum, palladium, and uh, rhodium. And just just in case you haven't been bored by numbers yet, I'm going to throw some more at you. Yeah, do it. <laughs> uh, platinum in 2016 was worth $1,000 an ounce. Right, like everybody wants their wedding rings and their watches and everything to be platinum, right? Mm -hmm. Now, platinum hasn't really increased much in cost to date. It's Another thousand. It's it, today. It's roughly about a thousand dollars an ounce. Palladium in 2016 was worth about five hundred bucks an ounce. Today, three thousand oh. dollars an ounce. How many ounces are in a catalytic converter? Uh, it's 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 less than an ounce, but mm -hmm. it's still you know it's a lot of money. Yeah, because um, you've got all three of them in there, right? Right. You've got platinum, palladium. The last one, rhodium, which is the rarest of the three. In 2016, it was going for about a 650 bucks an ounce. In April of 2021, it was going for $29,000 an ounce. Holy caramba. Yeah. So, I mean, like, so, I, oh my God. I don't even want to do the math on that as far as the percentage of increase, but it's so high that this is probably one of the reasons why we're seeing so much more thefts of catalytic converters is because okay. they're just worth so much more. Okay. So, so do you know why? I mean, I get that like manufacturing is down and they probably haven't had enough people to like be mining these precious metals. Right. Well, one of the reasons that, um, these, these metals are so rare, specifically rhodium. So rhodium is a byproduct of both platinum and palladium, meaning you can't mine for just rhodium. You have to mine for platinum and palladium and then oh. you get rhodium. Okay. Um, so an 85% of the rhodium production is in South African mines, mm. meaning this metal is only found basically in one place on the earth. So it's, okay. it's a rare metal in and of itself and you have to mine for platinum and palladium to get it. What if you don't need any more platinum? That's the other issue. Right now, we have all, we already have an oversupply of platinum, which means they don't want to mine platinum, which means they can't mine rhodium. So the, the well, the, you couldn't just do the palladium instead. Well, palladium is once um, is also a byproduct of platinum. Oh, so you, so, so platinum's just happening. Yeah, because okay. it's all found in the same spot. So you're either mining for platinum, palladium, and rhodium all together, or you're not mining at all. Oh. Okay. So this is the conundrum that the, uh, the mining companies have come across. Do we continue to mine for platinum and drive the cost of that down um, right. just to get more rhodium? So it's 
it's kind of a it's kind of a pickle, which mm-hmm. is why these prices are getting so high. Which brings us to why they're being recycled. Because if we already have these converters out there, then let's just reuse the material, right? Right. The recycling process can actually get you. And I'm I tried to <laughs> I tried to look into what the recycling process is. Uh there were so many large words that I didn't know. <laughs> So I I can tell you that uh, according to RecyclingInside.com, 90% purity of rhodium can be... um, Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So when you recycle these converters, you can get 90% of the purity of the rhodium back. And the platinum and palladium is 99.95%. Oh, so that's pretty good. Which again is why these converters are so valuable. Okay. So does every car... Have a catalytic converter. Yes. Every car manufacturer today not only has a converter, a lot of them have two or three. Oh my gosh. Right. So if if so let's say you have three, but they take one of them. Are you still gonna have that loud noise? Yes. Okay. So even if just one is gone, you're gonna know. Okay. For sure. So when did they start putting catalytic converters on? Like uh the catalytic converters started um being manufactured and placed in automobiles around, well, it was the early 70s. Okay, so like 50 years ago. So there's not too many of us, our daily drivers or the 50-year-old cars, but your classic cars probably well, and those from this. Those converters are so old, too, that they're probably not nearly as valuable, nor will they have as much precious metal in them. PGMs. Right. Okay. Now, they, they became mandatory in 1975, though. So okay. 1975 on... You got one. You got one. Okay. So the more recent ones. So here's another toughie question. So like, would you say cars in the last 10 years, 12 years? Like, are those the ones more kind of targeted, would you say? They actually target very specific vehicles for two reasons. One, how easy is it to get? And two... How much is it worth? And okay. apparently, I don't know if I should give out this information, <laughs> just, but they're already targeted. I'm sure none of our listeners are Guys, catalytic converter thieves, right? Dan, no. <laughs> so Toyota Prius is one of the most highly sought after catalytic converters. So if you drive a Toyota Prius, um, you may be on the list. Valuable information. So... All right. So sorry, Prius guys. How do you like, how do they do it? Because I'm reading these articles and it literally makes it sound like you have a a team of bandits that come (laughs) like the Mentos men and they lift your car up and then magically saw this off within like two minutes and then they're gone in the night. That doesn't make any sense to me that it could be that quick and, and noiseless. All right. So here's the download on uh, the download the download <laughs> sorry <laughs> the download the skinny here's the skinny on how it's done again <laughs> the, the information that i don't know if i should be releasing but whatever um so i said that the converter or cars have uh one two up to three converters right, right. the majority of those converters are not going to be stolen the what we call the monitored ones because those are very difficult to get to and it takes a lot of removal of parts to get to them. Right. We want the quick in and out. Right. However, down the stream of the exhaust, there's another converter, which more often than not is unmonitored, which means 
It's just there. The computer in the car doesn't keep track of what it's doing. That one's further down the line. That one you can get off a car with a Sawzall in up to two to three minutes. But you have to get under there. Yes. And that's why one of the other targeted cars is SUVs. Because they're Because up a you bit. don't have to lift them. You can just crawl under there with your little Sawzall, which is a, an electric reciprocating saw, and just bzz, zip, zip. Bzz, and, okay. two, and pop it right out. Okay, that's so loud. Yeah, and, and that's that's why they have to do it so quickly. But I mean, and that's also why this is happening in the daytime. Because how often are you sitting in your house, say on like a Saturday afternoon, and you hear some saw going, and you don't it's think twice about it. Yeah, your neighbor's building bookshelves or whatever. So that's why a lot of these crimes are happening in the daylight. It actually makes more sense as long as it's in a... Well, like parking lots, that's the thing that I've heard. It's like you get a big full parking lot at the mall and then a whole line of the cars. Or dealerships, brand oh. new cars where these guys will go in. Um, well, hey, I don't want to be sexist guys, girls. They can be thieves too, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> where they go in and just hit four, five, six, a dozen cars at a time, get these converters out, and then go sell them. Okay. I, it just seems so, it just seems like it shouldn't be that quick and easy to do it. It, it is very quick and very easy. So the, in a it's lot the of downstream cars. ones. Mm -hmm. So is there a way, like, could you, like, I don't know, make it more difficult, like put some extra little mechanism on there to make it to where the downstream ones are safer? There's a lot of different um, things you can do to help prevent these thefts. Um, and I, I don't know, one of the questions people always ask me is like, how much money are they getting for these things? Oh, like, yeah, that's true. Like, I do want to know that. Depending on the converter, uh, you can get 80, 80 bucks to $200. I heard sometimes it's up to 3000 depending on where you're going. Well, so I guess from what I understand is um, they're skipping kind of the middleman, like the scrapyard person. Uh, this So... Like if they let's do it talk the about, right way. Yeah, let's talk about a legitimate way to get rid of your converter. Right. So you have a converter that is no longer performing as well as it should. It still has all those precious metals in there, but it's not um, converting your exhaust into safer uh, emissions, right? Right. So it needs to be replaced. So we take that old converter off your car, we put a new one on, and that converter then goes to a scrapyard, like a junkyard or something. Mm -hmm. And they'll or they have companies or the that will metal come recycling. Yeah, the metal recyclers will come right to you and they'll they'll evaluate it and give you a price based on how intact the honeycomb is uh, inside the converter. So you'll get any, anywhere from eighty to two hundred dollars. Okay. Then the recyclers take it to the refinery and they get paid based on how much precious metal comes out okay. of that converter. So the, that $3,000 number you're talking probably about, more. that's how many ounces of precious metal that is actually retrieved from And that's probably your dealership theft because it's brand new. Exactly. And it comes perfect. Yep. Okay. So, so we're looking at roughly about $200 if you do it legitimately. Up to two, yeah, up to about 200 roughly, bucks legitimately. Roughly. So, um... How do you, how do we stop this? <laughs> um, Help me. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's there's obviously legislation in a lot of different places that are trying to prevent this. Yes, I have um, I have much information about this. Oh, good, good. Um, so one of the things that you can do is they're actually manufacturing uh, catalytic converter shields. 
do do. Sorry. So there's a couple companies. I just thought about like a shield, like a, it's got a floor de lis on it. It's just very, <laughs> very medieval looking. I like it. Yeah, or a trunk monkey if you can find one of those. Um, but you, there's there's many different websites that you can go to that will tell you like ways to pre- to prevent, and a lot of them are like basically park your car in your garage. Right. Duh. Keep it um, in a safe place. If you yeah. can't do that, if you're parking, make sure you park in a well lit area. Um, but I mean, these thefts are happening in the daylight. So even, even that, uh, doesn't, can't fully protect you, but they do have these shields that you can bolt to the car that basically hide. They don't really hide the converter, but they make it very difficult to remove. Yeah, you can't just sawzall it. Exactly. There's, the thief is not going to come in there with a ratchet set and spend 30 minutes trying to remove a shield just so they can cut the converter off. Little legs sticking out of the car. And they manufacture them for those Toyota Priuses. In other cars, they get hit pretty hard. Another one is a Honda Element because that one sits up real high. Sits up so high. Yep. So there's shields for that one. There's shields okay, for so like how much would that cost to put that on, do you think? I mean, if you're a do-it-yourselfer and mm-hmm. you could do that, I think the shields range, depending on the car, anywhere from like uh, 175 bucks to 200, uh, $250 bucks, upwards in there. They had universal ones that looked like this clamp contraption with all these steel cables that encircle. I mean, it was it looked like you were putting your catalytic converter in some sort of Iron Maiden. <laughs> nice. So they have some universal ones out there, too, that you can do. I also heard that there are shops that are welding rebar around your catalytic converter. Yeah. So for a small fee, you bring your your car in, and they put it up on the list, and they just weld rebar around the converter to your car. Are we doing that? We are not doing that, but the places that I heard about that were doing this were like in Detroit, you know, oh, yeah. New York City, those very hard hit areas. I don't know that Rochester is seeing enough of these thefts. I don't know. We've got to a bunch to of that. stuff happening. So. Maybe we do need to start offering that service. Yeah, maybe we need to think about what kind of a Iron Maiden situation we need to get into <laughs> here. So, okay. So let's say roughly you want to put some sort of a, a protective device over it, your shield thing, maybe 170 200 bucks to save you what? What if your catalytic converter is gone? Let's talk about how much so, it costs you, the consumer. Right. Yeah. First, first though, who cares? So your car's louder. So, so you have a loud car. Some people pay a lot of money for glass pack mufflers <laughs> to be loud. So why do we care if it's gone? I mean, other than just being a jerk to the environment. Well, the other reason is uh, a lot of states, ours included, uh, you will not be able to pass New York State inspection. Ah. You will not be able to pass the emission standards so required you by law. Have to fix this. Yes, you okay. absolutely have to fix. So, that. what does that do to your wallet? It puts a significant dent no. in it. A lot of these converters, just the converter, this is not installation, are over a thousand dollars. Oh gosh! So that two hundred dollars shield is worth it. The Prius one, the one that's so valuable, that's well over two thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Just for the part. So, yeah, there's also, um, you can put theft insurance on your car too. So mm. if it does happen okay. to you, it'll be covered. Okay. That's so you not can, a bad idea. You can idea. check with your insurance company to see if that's something available to you. Okay. So those are good options. Jeez, that's expensive. It's very expensive. It's just, and it's just so mean, man. It is mean. Yikes. But let's talk about some legislation because you oh, were doing yeah. some research on this. What are states doing? Well, I don't know about other states, but I can tell you 
exactly about Monroe County. So, oh, okay. so I'm sure there's the other level. stuff. Yeah, Look this is that. super local. So God, we must have a lot of converter thefts in Monroe County. Well, that's what I'm saying. So there, um, <laughs> there's a there's a bill. So uh, the county legislature here in Monroe County, sponsored by the Republicans in September, they passed a bill titled Regulating Sale of Used Catalytic Converters. And that seems like a decent plan, right? So we want to just kind of cut the, the thefts off where they're getting the money. Sure. So we need to regulate how you sell those. Okay, cool. So what that bill did, which, you know, we'll talk about like exactly what it's basically says. So it's it's just trying to deter future thefts. So it mandates that any cash payouts of the scrap catalytic converters, they can't be distributed or dispersed or whatever to the person who scrapped it for 14 days. Oh, so after it's, it's, it's like delivered. A, it's like the gun laws. There's a waiting period. There's a waiting period. And when you go to take your catalytic converter to scrap it, the scrap business has to obtain a copy of the driver's license or other ID. And then it also has to obtain copies of documentation that proves that the person who's scrapping this catalytic converter actually owns it. So, so you got to prove that you are the owner of the vehicle that that, it that came catalytic from. converter came off of. Or if you're a mechanic shop and you have taken a converter off of a car, you have to prove that you're scrapping this because you've replaced the catalytic converter onto the car with like a, a, a receipt or a bill yeah, of Yeah, that would be easy sale. to do. Yeah, a receipt for work done. And then these scrap businesses have to keep all of these records. I don't know how much of this they're doing, but they have to keep all records for three years just in case the um, law enforcement needs to follow up on some sort of you know theft cases. Okay. And then, obviously, it increases the fines, the penalties for people who are caught and found guilty of committing these thefts. That all sounds okay, right? I can already kind of see a problem, though, because we're already requiring all of this extra work on these scrap businesses. Yeah. Which, they didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) (laughs) They're not, you know, they're not doing anything. So, in September, that passed, um, which was good, I guess. You know, it was a start. We're thinking about things. Sure. So then in October, the Monroe County executive, uh, Adam Bellow, he vetoed this. Oh. Right. Like, that's initially, you're like, well, what are we doing? But, I mean, he's got some good points about it. So this is going to happen in Monroe County. Guess what? There's a thousand other counties around us. Like, all yeah, these very, people have to do is go over to Wayne or it's Ontario. Very small potatoes. <laughs> yeah. When these people start to go somewhere else, even, even you know, um, help me with the word, Anil will have it. Um, <laughs> oh, he loves this game. Authentic, no. Real. <laughs> legal. <laughs> crap. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Should we just call him right now? <laughs> no. People who have a real reason to be doing this. A legitimate? Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Neil. I stole your thunder. <laughs> so people with a legitimate reason to sell their catalytic converters, 
they don't want to go and, you know, make sure that they have their driver's license and proof of ownership and maybe a bill of sale. Not when they They can just just drive to another county. Exactly. So why would they, you know, it's just going to make the the poor scrap businesses here in Monroe County are going to lose the business. And they're just going to go all to the... Okay. Yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. Um, so it's just is going to take all of those. Yeah, it's just going to get that out of there. Um, and it, it doesn't really solve the problem, right? So the problem right. is stop sawing our catalytic converters <laughs> off. It's still going to happen. They're just going to go somewhere else. Um, Adam Bellow is saying more like, we need to, this is, this is an okay law. Like we need to work on it, but it needs to be a state law. It needs to be regional. It needs to be bigger so that people can't just, you know, drive 15 minutes and be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. That was a whole thing in the middle of October. It actually got vetoed. Oh, so it did pass. So now it's passed. Oh, okay. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, kind of back and forth and is this good? Is this bad? And I guess we'll see as the months come up. I'm, but the, I guess I just am, I'm a little worried about the, the poor businesses here in Monroe County and what that's going to look like for them. Well, it seems kind of silly to me. Um, I, and I was talking to one of our Monroe, our, our newly elected uh, Monroe County legislatures, uh, and we were talking about this converter problem. And I, I threw him an idea, and I think it's a pretty good idea. A lot of manufacturers that sell brand new catalytic converters are, are starting to require a core charge. Now, a core charge is a certain part that gets remanufactured or recycled, like a brake caliper. Anytime you sell a brake caliper, there's a core charge, and they charge the shop or the uh, the customer, let's say, 45 extra bucks. Oh, is this like your bottle deposit? Yeah, kind of. Okay. So then when they're finished, they take their old brake caliper, and they return it to the store, and then they get their 45 bucks back. Well, manufacturers are starting to do this with converters, and it makes so much sense. If these converters are worth that much money used, why doesn't the manufacturer want those back and take the money for themselves? Right. If you put a core charge on every single uh, catalytic converter sold, then you could control where those uh, catalytic converters end up, and it would be the dealership. And the dealership is a lot is set up in a lot better way to protect against this kind of under-the-counter type table stuff that's going on. But what would that do to the scrap business? Well, the scrap business would still be able to receive the converters. They just wouldn't They just wouldn't them. be able to receive them from any Joe Schmo. They would only be able to receive them from oh. a legitimate dealership. So the dealer could develop a relationship with a certain scrap and then go through exactly. there. Why, well, that's kind of cool. Just make it so that the people on the street cutting these converters off can't do anything with them. Right. Yeah. Adam Bello, are you listening? I'm, I'm sure... He's listening. <laughs> Hi. I'll tag him or something. <laughs> I'm sure. He'll be like, woo, sweet. <laughs> no, I mean, oh, it's got to be so frustrating. What we're saying is this is a problem. Clearly, we're having multiple legislative, you know, attempts to c- crack down on this in any way we can really think about it. What we can do is, you know, park your car in the garage, keep an eye on it. Buy a shield. Yep, you pop can that on. Do that. You could trade your uh, 2020 Toyota Camry in for like a 
1964 Mustang. That's like super low to the ground. Nobody can get in there. <laughs> well, it and it doesn't have one. Perfect. <laughs> Plus, it sounds cooler. But no, don't do that. That's, if we if we get people all over all over the United States driving driving cars without catalytic converters, our planet's gonna die a lot quicker. Yeah, so let's not do that. So there's things you can do. There's things you can look out for. There's things coming down the pike. Yikes! What will they think of next? Those criminals. I don't know. They, I guess they always find something else to steal, right? Yep. Yay! That was cheerful. Yay! Wasn't it? Hey, but we put the power back in your hands, people. That's right. So, Legitimately. I'm going to use that word again because <laughs> I have it now. I hope you liked this episode. Please share it with your friends. Please like us, subscribe to us. Uh, Review you, us. Yeah, you can find us uh, on the internets at Shonado. That's S-C-H-O-E-N. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram or our website, www.shonado.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Bye.